0: Here is iUniverse Radio. Greetings for iUniverse. This is Jay Douglas Barker. The book is titled Sweetened Through the Ages Memoirs of a Small Town, Texas Girl. Oh, it's actually memories, not memoirs. It, it is a memoir, though, and joining me is the author, Sandra Angel. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Jay. Pleasure to visit with you. The book uh, intrigued me to, uh, on many levels. Of course, uh, I noticed that you really began writing this back in, uh, say, 1995 or 96, if, I, if I'm if i understanding the history.
1: That's correct.
0: And it took you a while to get it finished. Uh, were you just <laughs> bored with it once you got, uh, got the first draft done, or how did that uh, come about?
1: Not at all. I started it just for my children, and I wanted them to know their roots. I wanted them to know what we had done in our early years of our marriage and and how it it placed us all around the country. And then as it grew and I began to remember things, then I got excited about it. And it was like, it was cathartic because these wonderful memories, uh, I wanted to share with them. Uh, So I finished the first, attempt in 1997 and i self-published it just for friends and family right but after that i realized i've got a lot more living to do <laughs> uh-huh. and so and we've been a lot of places and uh, i just wanted to share that with everybody that i knew so that was that was the uh, impetus for the writing to to begin what took me so long to finish it was the wrapping up uh, it seemed like something new happened every day that I wanted to include, but I had to. I had to bring it to an end.
0: Well, it's three? Of that was
1: that was the reason. <laughs>
0: three hundred and twenty-two pages. You either have a spectacular memory, or you keep notes or a diary. What? Which of those is it that uh, allowed Actually, this? Actually, it's up? all three. Really?
1: It's all three. But because my childhood was absolutely idyllic, um, I I could not have had a better family. Uh, better support group. It was just, it was wonderful. And I've tried to encourage other people to do the same thing because it really is exciting to, to think back about why I'm who I am and who made me who I am. Um, but they will say, oh no, my memories are too too bad. I couldn't couldn't go back there. Right. But that's what made them who they are.
0: Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, my dad wrote a self-published book also, and uh, I'm threatening to go back and uh, update it and do some things to it, but I just just haven't been able to uh, g- generate the enthusiasm to, to do that task. Uh, his his early life was uh, very difficult, and uh, he, he was uh, orphaned, I, I guess is the way he would describe it, at about 15 years of age. His mom died, and his stepdad was not someone that he wanted to hang out with if I can... If you can read between the lines there, and uh, and yet his life turned out okay. I mean, he uh, he ended up being a pastor in in uh, religious services and um, uh, pastored several churches and and lived to a ripe old age of uh, eighty eight or eighty nine. And uh, you know, he, uh, he he was a spectacular guy. And the book tells some of the uh, warts and difficult times that he had, and uh, so it was mm-hmm. difficult for him to do. But yours is full of, uh, of joyful rec- reminiscence of, uh, of your childhood, and are there any sad stories in here that really uh, molded you into being a positive uh, thinker?
1: There are. The one is when my brother was killed. He was the oldest child, the only son, and he had a bright future. And he was killed at 21 in a car accident. Mm. And that event really put a cloud over those years because my mom and dad were very, very, um, I'm going to say they were they were withdrawn at that time. And daddy had gone to the doctor because he was having um, physical issues. And he said, all you should do is sit down and cry when you feel like it because you're trying to be strong and not show your emotions. So you're holding all that in. Just sit down and have a good cry. And so um, it all turned out fine. Um, they did try to make everything as normal as possible, but that was a big event in my life. And the second, of course, was was my mother's death when she was 75. Um, and I, I was not living at home. We've, I've never lived at home, I mean, in my hometown since I was 20 years old. And so um, those events that she went through with suffering with cancer and uh, getting uh, radiation treatments and chemotherapy and, you know, I was in touch with her by phone and I went home occasionally, but the last three weeks of her life, um, I chose, I've got to be there. And my husband was the greatest support for me to leave everything and go down there for as long as I had to be there. And I will say in that period of time, she taught me how to live, and she taught me how to die. And that was a, that was a big uh, event for me in my life. So those two events, I think, were the most defining moments.
0: You mentioned uh, being a Texan by birth. You're not in Texas now. What happened? You ended up in Phoenix.
1: <laughs> yes, because uh, we're, I was a stay-at-home mom all of my life, and I went wherever my husband's job took us. And those events were <laughs> exciting for me. I loved moving. You know, we had little kids, and I'd, you know, we'd pack them up and drive back and forth across the country. And it was every place we moved that was something unique and something to appreciate. Whereas some people I, like one person in particular, said, I told my husband if he doesn't get us out of here in a year, I'm leaving him. And she did. <laughs> but wow. but going to these new places were like absolutely an adventure. Uh, we moved 10 times in the first uh, 10 years of our marriage. Beautiful. So wow. it, was, uh, it was quite, um, you know, I loved it. Well, but that's what we did. We went back and forth across the country. He was working in the aerospace industry. Working on the Apollo project uh, for the moonshot. And we just went wherever his job went.
0: Incredible. Your life story sounds similar to mine. Uh, we moved every, about every year. My dad would get restless, sell a home buy a car and move across town that's sort of uh, was our was our the way we did life at uh, at my early ages you uh, also have incorporated or mentioned in your book the importance of faith uh, and church relationships is that something that is important to this story
1: absolutely um it is important because um my father was not catholic my mother was a very devout catholic and He, I found out much later that, you know, in his whole working career, he never made more than $1,000 a month. Of course, uh, the expenses in those days were less too, but I thought we were rich. Mm -hmm. And he put us all through parochial school, which, you know, comes with tuition and many miles of driving back and forth, never once complained about it. And the least that I could do is the way I felt about it, was not to drop that uh, devotion that my mother had and my dad did in, a, in his own way uh, to my faith upbringing. So I had 12 years of Catholic school and they were most pleasant. A lot of people will say, you know, oh, the nuns hit you with the ruler and all that. That was never my experience. Um, and that has sustained me in my faith until here I am at 81 years old and I'm still very active in our parish.
0: Well, you don't look a day over 80. I mean, I was looking at your picture. I just uh, No, I, I only know that you must be over 70 because uh, you've noted that in your book. You were born in 1940 yeah. if I may may share that because I think you do publicly anyway. But your book I love it. That that's that's a wonderful way to look at life as a, as a positive um, approach to whatever the future is and uh, looking back on the past and uh, getting rid of or letting those things that were negative maybe set those aside and look at the positive side of uh, of what has transpired. You also mentioned you uh, at one point did not like the idea of RV living or RV travel but that changed. Uh, share a little of that story.
1: Well, well- we, at one point, decided we would um, get an RV, but then we, we couldn't afford it to begin with. And um, we realized that I realized that I would much rather stay in a Hilton than stay in a camper. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had some uh, very interesting experiences with uh, uh, camping. And uh, when we were driving away from that site, uh, my husband said, well, if I could figure out a way to get some sleep, I might not mind doing this again. <laughs> that was our our one and only camping trip.
0: Oh my! Oh so yes,
1: we're not campers. <laughs>
0: not camp- No, I I kind of relate to that as well. I was uh, my my birth country is Canada. Uh, loved the cool weather there, but I, I am currently in Texas, so. Um, uh, my memories of camping, other than going to Colorado, which was uh, passable, it was a decent uh, vacation with my family, uh, my wife and another of our friends uh, and four or five kids uh, decided to go camping at 103 degrees in the shade one summer, and uh, the place that we camped, the uh, adjoining camp folks uh, decided to uh, enjoy some adult beverages, in which I guess is uh, acceptable and 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 was legal, but at two or three in the morning, they started discharging weapons. So uh, oh. we loaded up and drove home. That was my <laughs> my memory of uh, of camping. Now this this book, because it's your story, do you feel like it's going to be something that's relatable to uh, to the reader?
1: I hope so, Jay. I don't know that it would be, but here's what I believe: everybody has a story. It's just as simple as that. And if you can share your story, and have other people think, well, yeah, you know, I, I remember that, and and yeah, I remember those days. I remember the fifties, the happy days. Uh, if you can do that and have them remember the good things in their life, uh, why not?
0: Why not, indeed. And one of the author, one of the editors, excuse me, of your book, uh, made this comment. That she was sorry that the story had uh, been completed. She wanted more. So, there is uh, obviously some excitement, some humor, and some realism in your book that will engage the reader. What is the moral of your story? Is there one? It, w- when you get finished uh, looking at your life in retros- retrospect and uh, sharing it in print, what was the moral that you feel comes to the surface and the reader's going to take away from this?
1: Um, I hope that people will look back and, and read that story and begin to think about their own experiences in life. I hope that that's what happens. People say, how can you remember all those things? Well, the little nuggets that, that I put in there are like photographs, like snapshots or small videos, I'll say. I remember them like they were yesterday. And it, maybe that's just... Uh, trait that I've got? I don't know. But, and people say, oh, you shouldn't live in the past. But you're not living in the past. You're living this life because of the past. That's the nugget that I'd like to share.
0: And you're also celebrating the past, which many of us exactly. sometimes want to walk away from, but should embrace, right?
1: Absolutely. The good and the bad.
0: Absolutely. This is, a, again, a, a, a an easy read, and it does read like a novel in some regards. You do have a lot of photos you've included that are personal to you, but I think the reader will also find those charming and engaging as well. 322 pages, the title of which is Sweetened. <laughs> through the ages, Memories (laughs) of a Small-Town Texas Girl. And who the author who's joined me from Phoenix in the heat of the summer. No, it's actually, we're in the fall, I guess. That may be cool there by now. Sandy and Joe. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Sandy, where do my my listeners get a copy of this?
1: Oh, you can get a copy on Amazon. You can get a copy through the publisher, which is iUniverse. Um, I believe also uh, you can order one through Barnes & Noble. But Amazon is a, is a perfect way to get it. And it's also available in digital.
0: Fantastic. And Angel is spelled A-N-G-E-L-L-E, and the first name Sandy. And uh, Sandy, I am uh, grateful that you joined me today and shared your joy and excitement about your past and your present and your future. Because uh, is there Thank more you. to come? Are you thinking of writing a, a follow-up book?
1: You know, one of the things I was thinking of doing was writing a book that's just essays and calling it uh, Windows, just like Windows into My Life. Beautiful. Uh, people do things that make me uh, make an impression on me. Um, and so I've written some short essays about my hairdresser, my nail person, how they make me feel, those kind of things. And, um, and those are, that would be the next thing if I write it because I, I don't have it in me to write another. Another long book. But Windows is what I would would be thinking about doing.
0: Uh, Hopefully we'll get together and be able to discuss that. I want to find out who your hairdresser is and you're a nail (laughs) person and how I could maybe... No, I don't need to access him. But uh, I I think that would be a charming book also to read. So thank you, Sandy, for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Jay. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
0: My pleasure for our universe. This is Jay Douglas Barker.